0: We really have a lot of April girls in our family. Oh, okay. i to pray. Thank you, Lord. Uh, God, thank you so much. Thank you for that worship. Oh, that was awesome. Thank you for stealing that iPad. <laughs> Holy hands. Thank you, Lord. Now, God, so thank you so much, God. I just thank you for uh, each and every person here today that you brought here. And uh, I just thank you for your anointing because... Ain't nothing going on without that, and um, I thank you for your presence and what you're doing in our lives, and Lord, we just pray you bless this morning, Lord. Um, just really open our hearts up, God. I just I just am excited for what you have, and um, yeah, Lord, we want to be changed by you, God. We want to be uh, more and more of who we really are, God, so I just pray you would just really empower us today. Amen. 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 All right. God is good. All the time. All the time. <laughs> so like we had a we had a like a bishop from Africa come uh, during our internship, and he's like seven feet tall, and he, he he's the one who taught me that like God is good, and then everyone's like all the time, and then like, he does that thing. Well, he comes to our internship. I didn't think I was gonna share this, but someone said it. But, um, he comes to the internship in America, right? Like we're like college age kids, and his message of choice. This is what he preaches about. You you only need to marry one wife. (laughs) Only one wife. We're like, yeah. His message was you don't need two or three, one will do. We're like, that's hilarious. That's not really needed for America. (laughs) I just thought that was so funny. And we're all there, like, (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes. and then, like he's going
0: into like the details of like why you don't want to have more than one.
1: That's good. So fun. not an American media thing.
0: It's great. Anyways, um,
1: I'm
0: gonna go. Uh, I'm really excited. I really feel like God has uh, really, really uh, put something on my heart this morning, so I'm really, really excited for uh, what we're gonna talk about. Um, I'm gonna go to Romans eight chapter. Romans 8, chapter 8. <laughs> um, the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 29. So if you guys want to go there with me, I'm going to read about this good stuff here. And if you guys don't know about Romans 8, it's it's just awesome. It's uh, I feel like if I was on an island and I got stuck with a chapter, that'd be a good one right there. It's one of those really beautiful books. So, chapters in a book. I got this. <laughs> All right, I'm going to start at 29. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. I want to talk a little bit about... um, I'm going to go back to that verse, but I don't want to, just want to sit to the side real quick. Is what I'm going to kind of do this morning is I want to talk about some of the things legally that were bought for us uh, through Jesus, kind of like legally what took place, and then now what the ramifications of that are uh, in our lives now. What does that look like? Um, and what does God want it to look like for us, more importantly? Um, and what 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 do we believe about that? You know what I mean? Uh, I was telling Laban and Caitlin the other night, I was like, because they're getting married. I don't know if you all know that.
1: Yeah?
0: They're getting married. And uh, I was like, yeah, you know, there's a lot of like things you can say about marriage, but I think if you want to simplify it, you can just apply the cross to everything. It would be totally awesome. <laughs> it would take care of so many things that you talk about, um, maybe conflicts or things as a married couple. But it's just so true. The cross is so all-inclusive. It's so... It's so great. And so we're kind of exploring what life is like on the other side of the cross. Uh, that's really what we're doing here on earth. It's just, it's just good. Um, so on the cross, who knows that you guys, we were justified, right? Our sins are forgiven. Um, we're separated from our sins. Uh, the Bible says anyone who's in Christ, behold, old things are past. All things are new. Uh, we're a new creation. Um and the real main thing, which is the heart of Christianity, I will argue this to, to the death of me, is the point of it all. It's just reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Right? It's He reconciled us to the Father. That is the point yes. of it. That's why He did it. It wasn't so that you would be an awesome tool for Him. He's got angels for that. right? He doesn't need you. It's not about that. It's not about you doing work for Him. It's not about... Uh, you being a good person—it's about reconciling you to the Father. Is that—is that—is everyone on the same cahoots with that? Okay. I just want to really—I feel like I could say it every time because it's so important that we understand why He did what He did, right? Um, if, if you think deep down that He did it so that just so that you won't go to hell—I mean, that's true and awesome—but there's so much more to that. It's that you would be with Him forever. And I loved worship today. Worship was so good because we're talking about our oneness with Christ. That's what he did. You were separated from him. Jesus died on the cross, became sin for you, died not only for you, but as you you died with Christ, and now you're one with Jesus, right? With the resurrected Jesus, not the dead one. You're one with the new life of Christ. Does that make sense? That's That's why we boldly say we're one with Christ, and Christ is one with us. It's because he did it on the cross, right? It's awesome. Woo-hoo, right? I mean, that's amazing. Come on. And, and, and um, what I want to dive into is that, so he did that, and I want to talk about what Paul talks a lot about in the New Testament, which is the audacity of the gospel, right? People weren't being beheaded just because they were Christians. They were being beheaded because they said, you can have full access to God with nothing else, no strings attached through Jesus Christ. You didn't need religion to be added to it. You didn't need to follow a certain set of rules. And there wasn't a new law that God was making. Actually, he took care of sin. And now the new covenant is one of relationship. Right? And this was the audacious thing that Paul talks about. He says, you will say to me, what then? Shall we sin more that grace may abound? He says, by no means. But it will abound. (laughs) It's still going to abound. The grace will abound when sin abounds because Jesus is perfect sacrifice, right? He's enough. Amen. He's enough for your sin. He's enough for uh, your past sin. He's enough for your future sin. He actually took it because he's holy. and uh, that's, a, that's a lot to chew on, but anyways, this is the audacity of the gospel, is that we could have a relationship with the Father even if we're still sinning because Jesus died. But, But the beautiful thing about it is that anyone who's actually in Christ you don't want to sin. It's amazing. It's like a reverse type of thing. Like he takes care of sin in a totally different way. He gives you a new nature and then says you're forgiven. And then you're like, well, I don't want to do that anymore. It's like this like amazing, beautiful thing to where you actually desire to do what's right and you desire to love him. Isn't that beautiful? Like how yes, he took care of yes. sin, The problem of sin. It's I always say this when I first got saved way back in the day. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> That the most amazing thing to me, the most profound thing in that season, was that God could actually change a man's desires. He doesn't just change what you do, your actions. He changes what you want to do. Like, he changes you from the inside out. That's why Ezekiel says, "I'll take your heart of stone and I'll give you a heart of flesh." Right? And he says, "I'll put I'll put a new spirit within you." And this is our new man. It's our new nature. Does everyone know that they've been born again? Come on. Right? Okay. Yeah. We're gonna talk a lot about that. It's gonna be good. But you've been born again, you have a new nature been given to you. Does everyone agree with that? Yes. Okay. Cross did it. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Good. Okay. <laughs> I, I want to, what God really put on my heart this morning is to really dive into that. What does that look like to live life as a new man and what is it not? Um, I think so much in the church, so much in my life as a, as a believer up until this very moment right now, I'm perfect. Um, but uh, <laughs> The life of a believer, so much of my life has been uh, distracted and time wasted. Now, nothing's wasted in the Lord. But wasted in the sense of you're distracted on trying to deal with the old man. Does anyone, can anyone relate to that? You're trying to deal with the old man. You're trying to take care of the sin nature. You're trying to do something, honestly, that Jesus already did. Come on. Right, um, And uh, many times, you know, you can be getting counsel or, or going to a church, and, uh, and, and what they're preaching, they don't know it. I'm not, not saying, I'm not hating on anyone. That's not the point of this. Is that a lot of times we're trying to fix the old man, but the old man is dead. <laughs> and unfortunately, he has to be dragged along for the ride because we're still on earth. But he's dead, okay? <laughs> yeah. And, and you, you can consider yourself dead to him. God gives you permission to consider yourself dead to that because you are. Right, Uh, but oftentimes we will find ourselves dealing with the old man, trying to deal with sin, trying to get, just trying to have better behavior, just trying to do this, 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 and we're totally on the wrong page, to be honest with you. Um, And that may be a little offensive, but it's all right because I'm going to actually offer you a totally way better way. It works way better. It's great, and uh, it actually works. (laughs) So, when you're trying to deal with your old man, and you're trying to, you're trying to deal with sin, you're trying, you know. Bad Zach, bad Zach. You know, whatever you're trying to do, you're trying to do something that the cross already did.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: My advice, and my my plea, and my suggestion, and I believe God's suggestion. God is in the Bible on my phone. Um, God's 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 freaking <laughs> amazing. I, I, I don't even know where my Bible is. It's all there. Um, God's plea is that we would accept what He did on the cross. And not just to go to heaven, but that the old man is dead, is crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me, right? I die daily. I, I'm crucified. I'm putting off the old man. And if, if it's good enough for Paul, it's good enough for me, right? Like, this is the way Paul lived, and this was the audacity of Paul's messages. Uh, I think it's Peter. Peter's writing, he goes, Many of you are confused by Paul's left... Pa, Peter's writing and he's like I don't know what letter it is maybe, maybe it's First Peter or something he says many of you are like having a hard time with Paul's letters because they are very challenging as are many of his letters however they are the truth in Jesus Christ he is trying to say hey guys I know his letters are hard for you to bear but it's the truth and that's why Paul's letters are still hard to bear today but they're the truth it's hard for your soul it's hard for your flesh but here's my advice my encouragement Is that the old man is dead. And so you don't have to waste your time on him anymore. You don't have to try to fix your old self. You don't need to try to solve these problems with your old man. You can count yourself dead to it and walk according to your new man. It's It's amazing. Romans 8, earlier in this chapter, trust you guys, I've got to memorize (laughs) Uh, He says, Paul actually describes how you can win this. He says, Basically, in other words, he's saying don't focus on your flesh and trying to solve all these problems. Walk according to the spirit, and you automatically won't desire gratify the desires of the flesh. It's amazing, right? It's it's an amazing alternative to the problem solving of your sinful nature, which I will argue is a waste of time. <laughs> and I've wasted many, many time on this, so I'm not I'm not not in that category. Um <laughs> but God would have it that we would fully put it away. Does that make sense? Yes. Do you guys feel that, like encouragement? And, and, and what's amazing is every time you talk to the Lord about your sin, God's not talking to you about it because he already took care of it. Right. Right. Who here's had a conversation with God about your sin lately? Well, that was a trick question, but you probably have it. Right? <laughs> what I meant to say is that who here has had a conversation where God is trying to deal with your sin apart from the cross? That's a better way to say it. I don't think anyone raised their hand. If you are, then this message is for you. Awesome. <laughs> but God isn't talking about that in this light because he already dealt with it. Does that make sense? That makes more sense. Right? Okay. Um, it's I did, good. I did, trick, I did a trick angle. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> if you weren't here last week or before, we, uh, if you guys have so ever listened, there's a Bethel guy. <laughs> like, there's
1: a guy you know, at Bethel. Bethel. He, if you
0: ever listen to Bethel message, there's a guy. I forgot who he is.
1: Is it on here? Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: Alright, if anyone knows where the hip thermometer is. Okay, well you Norwegian would do well in snow, and half of us are playing perfect. I'm a little bit hot. I am mostly Norwegian. Um, There's a guy at Bethel, anyways, just a side story. There's a guy at Bethel who's the so good guy. And so if you listen to a message, there's a guy that's like, Bill Johnson will say something like, so good. So good, Bill. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And so Ruth was supposed to be that person. Where are you? That's why we need someone else. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we were trying to, we were thinking it'd be funny to. We we're totally joking, by the way, having a so good person. So, <laughs> <laughs>
1: she's so totally good. She'd be good <laughs> at it, right? That's yeah. why wow. we are yeah. Yeah. coming like, so I really think stupid. she already said. She it. does, yeah. it
0: but yeah. we need her to be consistent. I need. A, <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: but like the guy, the guy is
0: actually like engaged in what is actually being said. That's good. It's really funny. He's not yeah. just like. Oh, good. He's actually like when he makes the point, he's like, "Oh, it's so good, so good." You know, anyways, I know who he is. I found out he's a pastor there. I I watched a couple videos, found out. <laughs> okay, wow. Too much time on my hands. All right, but cool. So back to this. Is this new covenant we got going here, guys? Right, and I really believe that God wants us to focus on it. Um, I would say a good portion of warfare Is simply Distraction Mm -hmm. See the enemy is all about distracting you And the Lord is all about Distracting you towards what is actually Important, what he's doing God is all about your attention And it's a war over your attention If you haven't noticed, that's what a majority of warfare is There's other forms of warfare You know, you got people doing chicken sacrifices And all that weird stuff But I would say the bulk of it Happens right between your ears here, and it's it's a battle for your attention. That makes sense. Mm. You guys can go into that, right? Yeah, it's it's so a battle good. for the. <laughs> <dude. Yeah. laughs> no, now you guys are just. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was good. Oh, dude. Yeah, okay, but you can't do it unless it's good. No, was good. It was. good. Wow. So, wow. good. So, yeah, was so good. Okay. Good. So good. It's Not just yeah. good. It's either it's either nothing good. or so <laughs> good. Because <laughs> it's all good, right? So yeah, okay. good. It's all good
1: now. <laughs> all right. Sorry, it's just four twenty. Just go. Uh, uh, Alright.
0: I can't
1: believe you said it. Yeah. It's all good! Yeah. It's all good! It's no uh, no. Alright, different type of good. Um...
0: <laughs> right. Two years, battle... Amen. Yeah, distraction. So, the, the majority <laughs> Yes! Speaking <laughs> <Yes. laughs> of distraction, Zach! <laughs> Get back to the word! No, Alright. <laughs> so much of the battle is right between here and it's it's a war over your attention and your affection
1: yeah.
0: does that make sense yeah. Jesus is constantly wooing us and the father is saying you know you know, cast your eyes upon me right it's either Peter or Paul says uh, keep your mind and your thoughts on the things above mm-hmm. and uh, in another place I'll get these Bible down soon enough but in another place he says do not concern yourself with the affairs of the flesh Don't concern yourself with these things, guys. Don't waste your time, because God is taking care of them, right? That's why he says, don't worry about what you'll eat, wear, drink, sleep. Because that's what the Gentiles worry about, okay? He's trying to say there's a difference between you and the Gentiles. Now, we know the word Gentile now, in our context, just means anyone not in Christ. That's what I'm talking about here. He says, don't worry about those things. That's what they worry about. Okay, and God's not about. This isn't about pride. It's not about we're better than them. It's not about that. It's that you're different than them. Okay, and so different is not the same as better. It is better, but it's not about that. Um, if that's what they worry about, He's saying, don't worry about those things because that's what people who don't know their father worry about. That's what He's saying. That's people who don't know that their dad's really good worry about. My my advice to you from God's advice to us is that. We would not worry about what you eat, wear, drink, sleep, wear, whatever, whatever those things are, because He's taking care of them, and He's trying to draw a line. Hey, you're in Christ; you're different. You're not. This isn't the same thing, okay? So you shouldn't think the way they used to think, right? And that's what we're going through: is we're being transformed by the renewal of our mind, right? Right? Because who knows that the spirit? You already got the new man, the heart. You already got all that. You got all these new things, but your mind is the thing that's. It's like it's. it's It's, like, stuck in, like, 1992. It's Rancho Cordova,
1: basically. Yeah!
0: Come on! I work there. So good! I can say I work there.
1: (laughs) Anyways, at least
0: where I work in Rancho, it's, uh...
1: My
0: my cubicles are definitely from the 80s. Definitely. And, uh, even the style business. Anyways, good old Rancho. Got good burgers. But, uh... The the mind is delayed. Right? The mind is the one that where Paul says, you're being transformed over the neuro of your minds. So God is saying, guys, think like I think. Think in light of cross. Man. Think in light of post-cross. I want you to think like this. And I want you to consider yourself dead to your old man. Does that make sense? That's, that, is the, that is what's going on in your life right now, okay? <laughs> I'm not even being prophetic. I'm just being real. That's what's going on in your life right now. God is urging you and saying, hey... Consider yourself dead. Move on from that. I want to talk to you about what I'm doing right now with, with your new man. With the real you. that has been born again. And the mind is the, is the one that's delaying. No? I was just going to say, at first I was thinking about
1: being dead to your new man. And I didn't know if anyone really made the connection. But like, what Paul says, I think, is you know when you're married you are committed to your wife for as long as she is alive. And so when we're
0: born, we're essentially married with our flesh. And when we die to the flesh, that marriage commitment is over. Amen. So we are no longer bound to be joined with
1: it. And wow. so so that's sort of, at least for me, what brings clarity to what you mean when you say dying to your flesh. Amen. Amen. So good. So, good. so good. Yeah. I actually didn't even think that. I actually meant that was so good. But yeah. yeah. So good
0: better
1: it's like a little fan right here. Oh my god. So, we'll get wait. you a bucket of snow to stand in. I'm way more Norwegian than I grew up. Um, some it's um, the Holy Spirit. It's not, that's right. It's the, it's the fire of the Lord. Uh, that's your God
0: is my consumed. Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So good. So, so. It's so hot. It really is so, so... so, hot. so yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Anyways, that's what God's doing in your life right now, okay? Like I said, it's not prophetic. It's just, it's what New Covenant looks like New Testament living. And so we are in a relationship with Jesus. We're one with Christ. Our new man is with Christ. Our flesh is not with him. And there is a battle going on between your mind, which is your old man and your old habits being transformed to think in, in, in alignment with this new situation that's going on, right? Like, we'll use money a lot of times as examples because Jesus did it and it works. How do you think right now? If all of a sudden you were given seven billion dollars, you'd have to think differently, right? You would. <laughs> Even if you think, no, man, I'm already. There, you would think differently because things have changed. The situation has changed. I don't want to argue that the situation has changed for you. Okay, when you were born again, all things are new, right? Yeah. That's why. 2 Corinthians says, Behold, all things are new. Old things have passed away. You're in a new thing here. So we want to explore that together, and we want to encourage each other to put that off, right? So let's go back to this. He says, For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined. So he knew you ahead of time, and then he predestined you to be conformed to the image of his Son. Awesome. That's what we're doing, guys. We're being conformed to the image of Jesus. Isn't that good? We're being transformed to Jesus. Um and we all know about sanctification, right? In one sense, you're fully already there. In another the sense, it's a process. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Like he says, uh, "I died to present you holy and blameless right now before Him." At the same time, work out your salvation through fear and trembling. You're being sanctified. Yes. Doesn't mean your ultimate salvation is at stake. No, that is bought by Jesus, right? I would love to argue that forever, but um, don't worry about that. If you're in Jesus, you're good. But then there's a process of sanctification. Where your mind is being transformed. Paul describes it as the transforming of your mind, right? All right. We know this. Okay. This is first grade, Zach. Come on. You can do this. Uh, conform to the image of his son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, guess what? He also called you, right? You guys were called. Remember that time? Mm-hmm. Maybe you're just born in it, which is sweet. I hope my kids never even know when they met Jesus. He's just there. That's beautiful. I, for me, I was called by God when I was 19. God called me, and then those whom he called to himself, he also justified, right? You're justified, you're good. You don't have to work on being justified anymore, right? That's a waste of time, Jesus did it. He's much better at it than you, and it's done. Those whom he justified, he also glorified. Okay, so glorified is a past tense word, right? And I'm not about preaching out of context, so don't worry, I'm not going to go into it. I just can't stand it he said the word the that's how colds get started that's weird but Jesus Jesus glorified us what it means is we're one with Christ he says that we're seated in heavenly places with him he doesn't say one day you'll be seated he says you are seated with Christ in heavenly places so if I keep reading it's right below there what then shall we say to these things right it's a great question what do you have to say about this and that's a good question to ask yourself honestly But I would say, not just what do you have to say, but how much of this do you believe? Because if it's true, then, whoa. Right? But if it's not true, then okay. But it's true. If this is true, what shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Right? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also... With him, graciously give us all things. He's beginning to talk about what it's like to live in, in this new relationship with Jesus. The glorified place right here, okay? We are seated in heavenly places right now. You are an heir. Oh, I'm going to keep going. and talk about that. But you're a royal priesthood. We talk about that, right? Our identity as sons and daughters. Well, if you're a son and daughter of the king, that makes you a prince and a princess, right? This is a royal priesthood that we're talking about here we got to think like this, okay? It's amazing. And I say, I'm talking to myself too. We've got to be able to think like he thinks about us. That yeah. is that is what's going on in your life. He wants you to think about yourself as how he thinks about you. Mm-hmm. Isn't that your desire for your kids too? Yeah. Wouldn't you want your kid to think, um, assuming you have good thoughts towards your kids.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but wouldn't you want your kid to think about himself like you think about him? Mm-hmm. That's my desire. And my kid's only one and a half, and... You guys figured it out at twenty days old, yeah. but she's
1: a blob right
0: now. Anyway, I love her still. They haven't had much talks yet, but we, we as, as parents, and we're earthly parents. Remember, okay? We want our kids to think they want, We want our kids to think about themselves the way we think about them because we think rightly about them. Now imagine God, who actually sees rightly, He actually thinks rightly about us, right? He wants us to think about ourselves the way He thinks about us. And he's trying to say, it's done, guys. I have adopted you into my family. You're one with Christ. You're royalty. Okay? Ah, I thought that's so good. That's good words, Zach. So good. All right. Good, um, yeah. No, don't even do it. Um, okay, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? All right, we're talking about glorified life here. We're talking about new covenant life here, okay? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all how will he not also with him graciously give us all things who shall bring any charge against God's elect it is God who justifies okay so he's saying who can bring a charge against you because it's God who justifies and God who's the judge calls you just right so he's saying if the top dog says you're good who else can bring anything against you it doesn't matter anymore right he's in charge he's the king king says you're good, then you're good. It's, I'm, I'm bringing like 21st century like uh, translation to this. But that's... All right. He did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? He's talking about you guys. He's talking about me. He's talking about the God's elect. That's us. It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised... is at the right hand of god who indeed is interceding for us Mm. who shall separate us from the love of christ Ah, so good right shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword i've never seen a sword but that's cool but as it is written for your sake we are being killed all the day long we are guarded as sheep to be slaughtered and just let you know this is a very real thing in different parts of the world right um it's almost like a metaphor for us here in America but that's another story but this is a real deal uh, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us that, that is so good right there that you're more than a conqueror I, I, if you've never heard me say this and I feel like I say it all the time but when, when it says that you're more than a conqueror it, apply, it implies that you're a conqueror in the least am I right yeah Talk about this for a long time, but we've got to learn how to fight if we're going to live on Earth. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It's the only plan we got right now. So <laughs> this is where you're at. Right now. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mars, no, I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 no. You. We have got to learn how to fight with 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 Jesus, because we're called more than a conqueror. So we need to live out what it's like to be a conqueror. Mm-hmm. That's a different message, I believe. But I just want to stress that. If you're getting your butt beat, you need to talk to some people who know how to fight, okay? It's a real deal. And spiritual warfare isn't like isn't like uh, you know <laughs> boxing, obviously. But um, okay? I just want to say that you're called to be a conqueror. So if you're finding places in your life like, I'm just I'm being conquered, I'm not the conqueror, ask for help. Ask for brothers and sisters who can who can talk to you, who can teach you how to fight, right? To, uh, Paul told Timothy, he said, use the prophetic word given to you and fight the wage the good fight. Mm. Interesting, right? He said, use the prophetic word given to you when the elders laid hand on you, and I want you to use that prophetic word, and that's what I want you to fight the good fight with. That's interesting, huh? Mm. Yeah, it is, because when you have a prophetic word over you, it's because he's wanting you to use that with your identity, you know? You have to know who you are to be able to fight this fight, right? Anyways, I don't want to go on fighting. But it's, it's good to know that you're more than a conqueror. So, in the least, you're a conqueror. But he doesn't stop there. It's beautiful. Know in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Oh, so good. Um, it really is so, so good I wish I had better words so you guys wouldn't think I'm, I'm talking about that guy it's really, <laughs> so it's really so good we are in Christ you guys um, and you're more than a conqueror you're his beloved it's a different thing okay? you know he didn't he didn't, um, he didn't reconcile you so that you could do good works he has good works for you to do, mm-hmm. but he. But if if it was about getting the work done, guess who he's got to get the work done? Angels. He's got angels. Mm-hmm. He says the angels are ministering, ministering spirits created to minister on behalf of on, on God's beloved. They're here to minister to help you. Okay, mm-hmm. it's good, mm-hmm. and that's not why. But guess what? He knows that we love to co partner with him. You know that's why he has good works for you because he knows that you love it.
1: It's good.
0: Isn't that such a good dad? Like, Mm -hmm. he's got stuff in store for you to do because he knows that you love doing it. You know what I mean? It's not a performance thing. I love mowing my lawn. I do. It's really good. I don't love certain aspects of it, but I love that feeling of accomplishing it. You know what I mean? It's a good feeling because he knows that you guys like to do things. And so he's created good things for you. Right, obviously much better than along, but <laughs> he's he's got things in store for you. Um, so don't ever get caught up on the I don't want to be religious, so I'm doing nothing. Well, that sucks. Everyone knows that sucks, right? That's man, that's horrible. Um, it's not fun. So enjoy the things that he has for you. Is what I'm trying to say. Uh, but that's not why he that's not why he reconciled you. He reconciled you to himself because he loves you, right? John 3:16. Why did he do it? It's because he loved the world, right? He loves he loves you guys. And what we want to do is stay focused on, okay, if that's why he did it, then it really must be about a relationship, right? Mm -hmm. It's gotta be. There's no you you can't take all this and then be like, he must have some other reason. No, he doesn't. His reason is because he loves you. He wants a relationship for you, right? You know, when God made man, he said, it was good. Then he made woman, he said, it was very good. So good. So good. The Lord was like, so good. But it's because he said, it was not good that man be alone. There's something about relationship, guys, that is at the key of the Father's heart. That if you really know that he likes you, he doesn't just love you, he likes you. Right? He likes you. That's the Pastor Francis message. It's my favorite. He likes you. I think he's spent years on that. He likes you. He likes to hang out with you. He likes to talk to you. Because I think the word love can get thrown around. Yeah, he loves me. He's mystical. He's far away. But no, he's not. He died so that you can be like this with him, okay? So we want to explore life with him. We want to explore relationship with him. You are learning how to be a son or you're learning how to be a daughter. That's it. You're learning how to live life in light of this awesome dad who's so good, right? And he really, really, really loves you. <sighs> yeah. So good. So good. Huh? <laughs> Everything Sorry. sounds cool in a British accent. <laughs> that was
1: like our joke with the rock. You have like Ben Woodward. He's mm-hmm. like Australian. But he like a
0: British accent. Australian. Oh, is that what
1: it is?
0: But <laughs> like... You know, you say one thing, you're like, God is just so good. God would just thank you. You're just so good. And then someone else, is like, and the Lord is just like, it's the, He's the Healer. You're like, whoa, will like cry <laughs> <laughs> Totally different. You know, it's the same words. <laughs> <laughs> it's the English anointing. You sound in Irish. Oh, yeah. There's a little bit of Scottish throat in there. A little, <laughs> little kick the
1: commotion. I don't know what's wrong. Uh, but,
0: okay, so. Good, is this good? Is Uh, Is it? Can you guys say very good? Maybe it's very good. Awesome! awesome. awesome, Mm -hmm. So, I want to kind of like bring it back. Is that I kind of want to kind of summarize if we can. I don't really do that here too much, but we can do that. Your main warfare is that of distraction, okay? That's what you that's what God is wooing and desiring your attention, your affection, and the enemy is like, hey. What about your sinful nature? You're like, what about it? Right? But how many times do you go? Yeah, what about it? Well, oh yeah, you know you're right. I do suck here. <laughs> I am. You're right. I am lazy. <laughs> I am. Blah, blah, blah. And you get in this conversation, trying to fix something. You're doing surgery on a dead carcass, right? That is the best analogy for my mind. There's a dead carcass that you're like. You're trying to like It's dead. He doesn't need you to do surgery on it. You got this new man who's already good. Okay, your mind just needs to agree with what's already true. Amen. This is this is the process, right? And it sounds too good to be true. It's because it's that kind of goodness. Okay, it's so good that it it, it actually is true. It's the type of goodness that you would say in your heart, "Yeah, but that's too good to be true. There must be something I still need to do." And the <laughs> Lord's trying to get us out of that mindset. Okay. And I know that we're going to battle with this throughout the week. Is no, there's still some. No, there's not. Okay. If Jesus isn't enough, then we got a problem. But if He is enough, then it's it's done, right? Yeah. So that's that's what we want to be aware of. Is that this is a battle for our attention and our affection, and um, to really, we don't need to do anything with the dead thing. Just what does the Bible say? Consider yourself dead to this. All right. He says, if you walk according to the Spirit, you're not going to gratify those desires anyways, okay? And everyone knows, have if, if you ever seen people trying to resurrect the dead flesh? Yeah, you can feed it, and yeah, you can you can act out on it, but like, it's just a waste of your time. It's not what you really want, right? Um, uh, so that's good. Um, and then, really, us knowing who we are in Christ, right? We're royalty. We've been glorified with God. You're a son and a daughter of Jesus. And I want to explore that life with him, you know. I want to, I want because God wants that. God wants us to explore life with Him, a new life, not dealing with something like it's just a nuisance, honestly. Okay, um, and no one's perfect. I don't suggest anyone be like, you know. Ever since that message, man, I never, ever, ever thought about it. No, it's not. We understand. We are being renewed constantly, but this is what He's doing in your life. Okay, this is. The crooks of it, the crooks of it. the Crux. crooks, 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 yeah. crooks. crooks. crooks The <laughs> <laughs> creeks, creeks yeah. He is trying to get you guys to agree, and me too, to agree with what reality is, which is what he's already done, right? He's saying, "Hey, come over, come over into my reality, because it's the it's it's reality." Um, there's really awesome places you can go with God when when you realize that you're a son or you're a daughter and that he's just a dad and that he actually loves you and that he actually likes you okay and god is gonna god wants to talk to you in light of that does that make sense yeah mm-hmm. i think that's it i'm gonna pray and um, i think that's just good right there i don't want to try to i don't know i just want to sit with what he's doing i really god wants to talk about us what it's like to live in this new covenant right it's not the same and we shouldn't think like the Gentiles right so God thank you God thank you so much I just thank you for your presence here in this room and I thank you that you are Emmanuel you are God of man and that you reside with us Father and I just pray Father that you would break off any lies any nagging thing that's all the enemy of God they're just mosquitoes Lord they're just naggers and uh the Bible says, greater is He who is in me than He who is in the world. And, Father, it's just so true. It's not a competition. You you are so much greater. And, Jesus, I pray that You would just renew our minds, Father. You would wash over us today, God. Just wash over our hearts and our minds that we would think like You think and we would, we would be in agreement with post-cross lifestyle. What does it mean, God, to be on the other side of what You did? Mm-hmm. It's really, really good. Mm-hmm. And, um... Lord, just like David, Lord, David caught a glimpse of this invitation from you even before Jesus came. Mm -hmm. He caught a glimpse of your heart, which is what you wanted, which was a relationship, God. He caught a glimpse of it. That's why he set up the 24-7 worship and prayer, which that wasn't even quote-unquote allowed back then. Lord, you, there's something in your heart about relationship. I don't even want to say something. It's everything. Mm -hmm. It's everything. So Jesus, would would you just bless us? Mm -hmm. Have us just... Enjoy life with you God. Each person here would just come out of this today just saying, just, just just wanting to walk with you, God, to enjoy life with you, to explore things. You know, we haven't we haven't arrived, alright guys. There's so much more. <laughs> There's so much more in Christ. You know, one time God told me, He said, Look at the sky, I looked at it, he said, You got it? I said, Yeah, he said, No, you didn't. <laughs> He's like, You think you t- you take a glance and you're like, Ah, oh, I got it. It's Jesus God, gospel, good. No. There's so much in God. There's so many deep rivers and oceans to go swimming in. We've only, we've only gone through the, 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 the shallow end, you know what I mean? We're just in the swimming pool and there's an ocean out there, okay? So, God, I just pray you would, you would really invite that, that hunger, that fire. God, I want to be hungry for you. I want to be someone who, who likes being with you. I want to enjoy it. Teach me how to enjoy it. Teach us how to enjoy Living with you God. Because yeah. guess what? You, you you are you have a personality, Lord, and it's it's something to get used to living with you. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you're not really good at arguing. you you don't really budge on arguments and you're very uh, strong and you but you're very loving, Lord. Yeah. You're very gentle. Yeah. I've never won an argument with you, but I've I've never never wanted to. Okay. Yeah. After looking back, I've never been like, I wish I would have won. Mm-hmm. Lord, your ways are so good. Yeah. Your ways are so good and you're and you're and you're kind and gentle. I just pray your nature would be revealed to us, God. Yes. Yeah. We would not only know what you're like, but we would know who you are, God. Yes. Yeah. I don't want to know you from afar. I want to know you. Yeah, like that that word in the Bible where you said He knew His wife. It, it, it means all these like deeper things, Lord, that we would know you. We would know you, mind, body, soul. We would we would know you in a deep way, Father. I don't want to know about you. I want to know you. Yeah. So Holy Spirit, I pray for the intimacy. Just break in, God. And I pray that anyone here who's like stuck in these things, that they would reach out to a family member, a brother, a sister, and say, hey, I see that you're walking in this. What's up? What do you know that I don't know? I, I want that Lord, that family Lord. I just pray that unity would be here, God. Yeah. In Jesus'
1: name, amen. 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 amen.
0: amen. All
1: right. Cool. Hey, I have an update on my friend's was in, sure? That was in the car Sure.